0: Hi there! My name's Summer, and today I want to give you some general information about freezing your eggs, and then I want to tell you about my experience freezing mine. So let me start with a big fat disclaimer. I'm not even close to being a medical professional, so I am not doing anything close to dispensing medical advice here. I basically consider myself a savvy consumer of fertility services at this point, and I'm just sharing with my story with you, but for your own self, please consult your own doctor about your particular situation. Okay, what is egg freezing? Egg freezing is basically taking a series of medications to trick your body into producing several eggs at a time and then extracting those eggs and freezing them for further use down the road. If you choose to use frozen eggs down the road, then you would thaw them, fertilize them, and reinsert them into your body, which is IVF, in vitro fertilization. A doctor will run a series of blood tests checking a variety of hormone levels in your body and they will also do a transvaginal ultrasound doesn't that sound fun basically what the transvaginal ultrasound does is check your ovaries it's a physical look at your ovaries and it see you can tell how many eggs your body is naturally growing based on your unique results, your doctor will put together a protocol for you. They'll put together a calendar. I have mine. It's literally a calendar and it tells you what to do on a day-by-day basis throughout the cycle of freezing your eggs. One thing about this calendar, it's very tentative. The the beginning of the calendar starts out a little more certain. You know you're going to take these pills and start taking these shots, but as you go along, things can change based on your results because the doctor's gonna check your body via blood work and ultrasound every two to three days once you hit the stimulation phase. Okay, about the medicine, most of the medicine comes in the form of shots that you have to give yourself. And the doctor will send you to training and you will be taught how to do this, but I I have some of my old shots here that I wanted to show you so that you can see kind of what to expect. So needles like this, they're, they're, not, they're, they're not that bad. I mean, when you first find out that you have to inject yourself with a needle, it can be really scary and it can be freaky, but you will get used to it. There are different kinds of needles for different kinds of medications. Some of the needles look really big like this. <laughs> but it can start out with a mixing needle. Like this needle is only used to withdraw fluid and then mix it with something else. And then what you can do is switch out the needle, the mixing needle for the smaller needle that you have to inject yourself with. So don't let the giant needle starting out scare you. Most of them are kind of like, oops, they're kind of like about this size. I mean, not crazy, it could be worse. There's this other one over here. This one's kind of cool because it's it's like dial an injection. Like literally it has a dial right here and the doctor will tell you like, give yourself 200 or give yourself 250 or whatever and you dial it and then this one is tiny. This one was my favorite because it was the smallest needle. Can you have a favorite needle? I don't know. Anyways. I just wanted you to see an example of what the medicine looks like and don't worry, you'll get used to it. It's really not that bad. You can do it. So why are women freezing their eggs? Basically to buy a little time. It's for people who need to put their fertility on hold for a little bit till they can get their life organized until they're ready to have a baby. I was 35 when I decided I needed to freeze my eggs. I wasn't ready to have a baby at that time. I was single. I didn't know when I was going to have a baby. I didn't know who I was going to have a baby with, but I knew I definitely wanted to have a baby. In fact, I definitely wanted to have two kids and I just didn't want to be in a bad spot when someday I decided to try to get pregnant. You really have no idea how fertile you are um, until you try to get pregnant. So this for me was just something I felt like I could do for myself to help me for when I eventually was ready to get pregnant. So my first egg freeze. I thought I was so smart. I was very empowered. I was taking charge of my fertility. I was gonna do one round of egg freezing and be all good to go and no, that is not what happened. It took me a while to realize that when it comes to fertility, like I'm not in charge. I'm basically, I was basically at the whim of my biology and fortune. Like it is not a series of like my actions make things happen. That is not exactly how this works. So I start off by getting some baseline blood work taken and i'm thinking i'm getting the ball rolling and i'm starting the process and here we go and uh, the nurse calls me back and i have elevated hormone levels and they want to repeat the blood work next month so like i thought i was starting and like no i wasn't starting anything call again next month which when you have your brain like in the mode of like i'm gonna do this and then somebody says call again next month it was like why What what's going on what is that what does that specific elevated hormone mean and i got very fuzzy answers i like it doesn't mean anything it doesn't it doesn't they could not specify what it means which i found super frustrating but I'm way more understanding of now than I was at the time. At the time, I was just like, can somebody explain this to me? And now I kind of realize that your fertility is not just one thing. It's a big picture. It's made up of, a there's a lot of moving parts here. And so when something is kind of an outlier, it doesn't mean for certain any one thing it means we'd like to get some more information we need to get a bigger picture here so as frustrating as that was at the time i have more understanding of it now so i repeated the blood work the next month i was able to move ahead so finally i start you know taking my medicine and going in for my appointments and i could tell like pretty much from the first appointments that things were not exactly going very well. Because when I had my consultation with the doctor and she gave me the examples of kind of like numbers of eggs that people get and how those numbers correlate to odds of being able to get pregnant down the road, the number that the example starts off with is 20 eggs. I was not growing anywhere near 20 eggs, so I asked the doctor, like, this is bad, right? And I can't remember exactly what she said, but in my mind it was something like, it's neither bad nor good, it just is what it is. In fertility treatment world, you get a lot of, like, empathetic nodding, "Mm, I see, Mm." and you get fewer concrete, solid answers, which was kind of like how my brain was geared towards. So I'm thinking this means bad, because I hadn't learned the process yet. So she was vague. This is not bad. We just keep going, which I found annoying. But what's the alternative? Not do it? So I moved along. Something that I learned during that first egg freeze, I went to the pharmacy and it's a specialty pharmacy that deals with fertility drugs. I went to the pharmacy and I bought every drug that was prescribed to me up front. And then as you're going along and they're adjusting your medications, sometimes they're adjusting up, sometimes they're adjusting down. I ended up with a ton of medicine left over, which was a bonehead move on my part. I, in subsequent um, rounds, I bought like half of the drugs up front and then only bought what I needed to complete the cycle. Because this medication is very expensive. Like a single vial can be $300. So you don't wanna have one vial left over that you can't do anything with. That's like burning $300. So if you have a chance to buy some, but not all of the meds, and then easily access the meds that you need as you go along, you could do that. Not everybody has that option. Some people get their medicine through the mail. There's a variety of different ways of going about this, but it's just a heads up of something that I experienced. So I'm going along, things are going okay-ish, I guess. And I had my first retrieval. So for the retrieval, they do. it is an outpatient procedure and you are under anesthesia. Somebody has to be with you, drive you home, take care of you. Um, It wasn't that bad. I would say I experienced mild discomfort, you know. Um, Just, I went home, rested, took some, you met Tylenol, that kind of thing. It really wasn't too terrible. Okay, so my first round, I got 11 eggs. And the doctor says, yay! And I'm thinking, your example said 20. I just got 11. Why did I get a yay? And then I overhear the girl in this like room, recovery room next to me, and they go in and they tell her that she got four eggs. And they say, yay. And I'm thinking, these people are BSing all of us because the example's talking 20 and we're not even close to that and we're getting, yay! Which (laughs) I laugh now because back then I thought like this sounds like a scam of some sort. But now I realize that four is better than zero. Four is a shot. Four is a chance. You're in the game if you can get four. And to some people that is like the difference between being a mom and not being a mom could be in that four. So the truth is four yay and 11 yay. But at the time to me felt like I'm not trying to, I I just thought I was ahead of the game because I was 35 and I was trying to be smart and be ahead. And it, it, as it turns out, I wasn't that ahead. I was, diminishing, my fertility was already diminishing. So it took me a little while to kind of learn how to communicate properly with my doctor about this situation. So when I finally said, okay, my goal is to have enough eggs frozen so that if I need to use these eggs going forward, that I have enough eggs on hand to be confident that I'm gonna be able to have two babies. What do I need to do to get there? Cause that's my goal. And she says, you're gonna need to repeat this process, maybe twice. So that was fun. So six months later I went back and I had a second egg freeze cycle. I guess waiting six months, I just, I mean, it's a grueling process. This kind of takes over your life cause you're like on this schedule and then you're on this medicine and you know, kind of is what you're doing. You're taking off work to go to doctor's appointments every two to three days. And you know, it's a lot of work and it's physically uncomfortable. So I, I don't know, I waited six months. In hindsight, I wouldn't have waited the six months, but at the time that's what I did so six months goes by I start I start up again my first blood test comes back and I have an FSH of 22 which if you google FSH of 22 it talks about ovarian failure I was freaking out like what the hell I, I'm trying. <laughs> What is going on with me? How can I be 36 and be experiencing ovarian failure? This is ridiculous. So I, again, it was super frustrating and it was scary, but again, your options are, are you proceeding? Or are you not proceeding? Are you going to try to get more eggs? Or are you not going to try to get more eggs? So I moved forward. I was like, Oh God, I, I think I have to do this. So I went through that second cycle and I remember that second cycle, it was actually, it looked like it wasn't going to be too bad. At one point I was growing 16 eggs and I was like, okay, I don't know what that 22 was about, but I'm, I'm growing 16 eggs and that's good. And then 48 hours later at my next appointment, half of them were gone. I didn't even know that that could happen. And yes, it can happen and it did happen. So I went from 16 to 8 in 48 hours and I wanted to know why, what happened? Like, who do I blame? Where do I send my complaint? And as it turns out, complain to nature, like they don't know, nobody knows, it's unknowable. So as frustrating as that it was, I just had to keep going. So I had my second retrieval and I got six eggs from that cycle, six eggs. Yay. (laughs) So after that, I knew, uh, I was scared. I'm like something's going south in a hurry and I need one more cycle like right now. So literally the next month I did my last, um, egg freeze cycle. And I don't even have memories of what I did that round. I was just like, whatever. I was kind of pissed. I was like, this is costing me an arm and a leg. I have given myself a ton of shots. And by the way, the shots are hormones and they make you a little cranky. Okay, they made me a little cranky. So this was not the funnest thing I'd ever done, but I felt that it was necessary. So I did it. And I got uh, nine eggs from that cycle. So I did a total of three egg-free cycles. I got a total of 26 eggs. And at that point, I felt good. I felt like, okay, I have the insurance policy that I was looking to get. I, I had a sense that my babies are in there somewhere. Oh, I have a picture. This is what my eggs looked like. Aren't they cute? (laughs) <laughs> I I love that they have pictures. <laughs> I I looked at those and I'm like, I don't know which one of you are gonna be my babies, but one of you or two of you are gonna be my babies and, and that felt good and I could get on with my life and I could, you know, get back to figuring out what it was that I wanted to do on my path to becoming a mom, but it I had relief. I felt like the pressure was off. Something that I've noticed about egg freezing is I have not come across a single person who regrets freezing their eggs, but I have come across several women who regret not freezing their eggs. So it's something to consider. Time flies faster than you think it does. And there are no guarantees when it comes to fertility. So it is something that you should give some serious consideration to. If this is something that you think that you're interested in doing, be prepared for a lot of doctor's appointments. Be prepared for shots. Be prepared for an emotional roller coaster. Be prepared for an expensive series of treatments and be prepared for some physical discomfort before and after your retrieval. Be kind to yourself. It's okay if you gain weight during this process. I did. It is okay if you cry ahead of time, during. It is okay if you need to talk to people about what's going on with you. Think ahead about how to take care of yourself. You know yourself better than anybody and just overall take a really kind approach to the process. Keep your eye on the prize. Whatever your goal is for your life, Keep that in mind and figure out early on how to communicate that to your doctor so that you can get the treatment that you need that helps you. And last of all, stay connected. Support from family and friends can be so helpful during this time. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to do this on your own. It's okay to share your story and connect with friends. It's super helpful. And that's it. Good luck. Thank you for listening good day.